0: Hey friends and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host Bethany Lee and this is episode 280. Today we're talking
1: equestrian safety and I have a lovely guest who is here to talk about lots of equipment but also how her business provides a lot of knowledge and education towards the best type of equestrian safety equipment for each rider. So without further ado I would love to welcome our guest from Ride EquiSafe, Katherine Winter. Hey Catherine. Hey, Bethany, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Good. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I am excited to talk equestrian safety. How did you first get started in the horse world? Yeah. So I have
2: been a hunter jumper rider for longer than I care to mention. I started riding when I was seven. And I've dabbled in a whole bunch of different things along the way. Um, I've done a little bit of eventing. I've done a little bit of dressage. But for the most part, I kind of stick to the hunter jumper ring, probably more on the hunter side these days.
1: After you, you know, kind of got into riding, um, did you have a career outside of the equestrian industry? What kind of brought you back to... You know, the horse world and then eventually creating Ride Equisafe.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I rode as an amateur when I got out of college. I went the corporate routes. I actually was really fortunate to work for some big global companies and and get to travel and really see the world. I worked for Intel. I worked for IBM. But I always stayed connected to the equestrian community in part because of the community aspect of it. I just really love being at a horse show and and talking to people about horses. And several years ago, I started riding with a trainer that does um, both jumpers and eventers, and I had a really neat little mare that was my amateur owner jumper. But she was game for anything. And one day, I was like, "Hey." Let's try venting her <laughs> and I had to borrow uh, my trainer's wife's vest and decided that I wanted to do a little bit more of that and so went looking for my own vest and you know kind of struggled to find the information you know with my background I'm really analytical and data oriented and couldn't find the information that I felt I needed to make an informed decision about my own safety equipment and that kind of you know, Planted the seed of maybe there's an opportunity here or a need. And fast forward a few years to, you know, more people kind of becoming aware of safety equipment, but the problem I had not really getting addressed. And Ride Equisafe was born from that.
1: I feel like that's such an important part of creating a business or starting, you know, creating a product within the industry is you as a rider kind of found a hole in the industry with your riding specifically, and then kind of created a business around filling that hole. So mm-hmm. with, it's so cool. And I think, you know, obviously, if you have the need, chances are there are several other people out there like you that also have that need. And yep. that that was true. Um, yep. So with with Ride Equisafe, you educate and you sell safety equipment to riders. So obviously, once you had the initial idea, how did you kind of move from that into creating your business?
2: So one of the things that I was really focused on was the education and information piece. And then the second thing was that I wanted people to feel like I wasn't pushing a particular product. So I really look at myself and my team as advocates um, and as educators. So we're trying to really provide everybody with all of the information that they need to make the most informed decisions for themselves and then you know if that decision happens to be that they want to explore a certain type of safety equipment for themselves then secondarily we're a retailer of that equipment and because we carry the broadest selection of equestrian safety equipment in north america we're not in a position where we have to push something because it might be one of the only brands that we sell, for example. We can really, you know, look at what's best for the client and then we have that to offer. But if for some reason, what is best for the client isn't something we have, we refer the client out um, because we really are in this to keep people safe and take care of our clients and make sure that they can advocate for themselves
1: yeah I think that that is such a cool primary focus that you have is just the the education and you know sourcing different options for people based on their needs um, so let's say for someone who's just getting started on searching for safety equipment, what should they be looking for?
2: So I think there's a few different things. one is definitely that you know everything is built for purpose and while I love a client that comes and is like i need to totally suit up and be at like the top level of absolutely everything that might not be the necessary and it might also not even be helpful so it's really understanding you know what level are you riding um what are you trying to accomplish in your riding What are your protection priorities? And then going down the pathway with somebody that's familiar with all of the different options to then explore what is the most appropriate equipment for your protection goals, but also your riding goals. Because a lot of times I'll have clients that come and they think they know what they want. But then as we kind of explore, we'll find that there's something else that that might be more appropriate. So I think coming in just with the mindset of I'd like to explore safety equipment, but then, you know, being willing to take the time to really go through the process to figure out what is best and most appropriate both in terms of type of product as well as the actual product selection itself. It takes a little time. So just be willing to invest that time to be able to make the best decisions. I didn't do that up front as as hard as I was trying. And I ended up in a product that like was a great product, but probably not the right product for me. So I got to learn from that experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, you live and you learn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike many other stores in the equestrian space, you focus solely on a handful of products. So what products do you carry and why do you focus on them?
2: Yeah. So when we first started, um, we did air vests, body protectors, safety stirrups, and air compatible clothing. And then we started getting requests from our clients to add helmets. And so we've added that. That seems like it'd be a natural thing to have up front, um, but helmets are actually very challenging. It's a very specific expertise. So we wanted to make sure that we were fully educated ourselves to be able to provide that expertise. So we added helmets and then we started getting requests from our clients to carry a broader selection of the clothing from the brands that did airvest compatible pieces. So we expanded our clothing offering and we continue to get requests from clients. We're super lucky to have a really active and very loyal client base that they'll discover things and they'll say, you know, are you willing to bring this in for us to try? So, you know, we we've definitely expanded on the clothing side and we like to kind of think of it as, you know, we can definitely keep you safe but we can also keep you stylish at the same time. <laughs>
1: I love your YouTube and website. You have that um, safety equipment MythBusters. Oh, yeah. Um, what, what would you say are some of the common myths that you hear when people are discussing safety equipment?
2: Hands down, the number one myth is it's going to freak my horse out and it's going to freak out all of the horses around me if my air vest goes off. And, you know, certainly I would never guarantee that a horse isn't going to spook. But in reality, it's actually quite rare that they do. Um, the noise, I think it's not as loud as people imagine. And it's just so, so fast that the horses really don't have a, a lot of, of you know time to react to it. But more importantly, frankly, what I tell people is if you're if the vest has gone off, you're already falling, and that vest could be saving you from serious injury or worse. So if your horse spooks, like why care <laughs> at the end of the day yeah. um so so fair enough, it's a fair concern, but it is really pretty rare. I mean, I went off a couple of weeks ago myself, went over a horse's head. And the horse just looked at me like, why are you on the ground? What stupid thing did you do? And waited for me to get up and dust myself off and got back on. And he was no worse for the
1: wear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that that is definitely a common myth. Um, why would you say, I mean, obviously over the past couple of years, we've seen more and more people in safety vests. What, Why why would someone maybe not be in a safety vest? What's a, like a common thing that you hear? I mean, I feel like it's been become obviously more popular, but yeah. in disciplines like the hunters or, um, you know, maybe that quotation. I know some people still, at, I, I get Questions of, um, oh, do you, what do you feel about, you know, different vests and stuff in the equitation Mm -hmm. ring? So, what what are your thoughts on that?
2: So, what I have loved actually seeing in the past couple of years is a lot of the kids are the ones leading the way wearing the safety equipment. And also, you know, the professionals are out there wearing it. Uh, I unfortunately am old enough to remember when the helmets changed. And what a battle that was. And, and I feel like we're definitely not experiencing that with air vests and body protectors. And, and like you mentioned, the air vests are just so low profile now that they just blend right in and, and, you know, we're seeing them all over the place in every ring, including the equitation ring, you know, so that's been really nice to see, but In terms of, you know, why people might be hesitant. So on the IRVAS side, it's that they're worried that they're going to be blowing canisters left and right by forgetting to unclip or falling off all the time. And of course, if you're falling off all the time, that's why you want the best and you want to make the investment. But you know, I tell everyone that there, there's a learning curve and most people do blow a canister forgetting to unclip and, and it's, you know, it's not an inexpensive mistake to make. Um, so, so hopefully you'll learn from it and it's a, it's a one and done. So that might be one reason. Another is that people are afraid that their horses are going to spook. And, and if, It's a client that I'm getting the sense that rather than make them feel more secure riding, that it's another thing they're going to worry about, then I advocate to explore a different type of products like a body protector. You know, some people are worried about the fact that it's another layer. And if they live in a hot climate like, you know, South Florida, is is it going to make it that much hotter? I find for myself, I live in North Carolina where it gets quite hot and humid and it doesn't really bother me that much i've gotten used to it i'm willing to make that trade off but but those tend to be you know some of the big reasons and and frankly especially on the airavast side they are an investment and i'm hoping that as time goes on and we're seeing more competition and more innovation that um that we'll see the prices go down to make them more accessible but on the body protector side they're not mechanical um you know they're frankly easier to use we don't have to worry about a canister and a sound but they are a little bit bulkier um they are a little bit warmer so you know those are some of the reasons that somebody might select not to go into a body protector and either not do anything at all or or change the idea from a body protector into an air vest
0: Who is excited about the holiday season? It is literally right around the corner. And every year over at My Equestrian Style, I put together a holiday lookbook. This is an online magazine where I compile some of my favorite equestrian apparel and accessory brands and put them together in some looks for inspiration for some holiday shopping. I think equestrian gifts are so perfect, obviously for your everyday rider, things to gift yourself, Um, things to ask for for christmas but also great gift ideas for your trainer your horse girlfriend Uh, the list really goes on but i really have loved doing this this will be my sixth holiday lookbook and it is literally days away from going live there are promo codes there are things like that that you kind of are the first to see before the craziness of black friday so until then, make sure you head over to my website at myquestrianstyle.com/lookbook and get on my email list because my email list is the very first group of people who get the lookbook. Again, that is myquestrianstyle.com/lookbook. It is completely free to view. It is a labor of love I've been working on since August, so I hope you enjoy and happy shopping.
1: I feel like another thing that I hear about are if there is like an age range where it's you know is there such thing as too young? Mm -hmm. Um, I know kind of like with car airbags, obviously Mm -hmm. that that's a a big part of why a young child doesn't sit in the front seat because of the airbag impact. What what are your uh, what do you tell your clients as far as like a an age range where it's safe to ride in the airbag vest?
2: Absolutely. So for young kids you know, I definitely have a lot of parents that come looking for airbags and I'll tell them, look, they're better off in a body protector. A, frankly, they just bounce better than, than I do as an older person. <laughs> they're more resilient. They're also tending to ride things that are shorter and they're closer to the ground. And that actually becomes something really important because an air vest has to trigger you're clipped onto a saddle strap on your saddle, and you have to have enough room to fall for that air vest to trigger and fully inflate before the child hits the ground. Um, so if they're on something super short that hasn't been adjusted appropriately or just can't even be adjusted appropriately, then you're, you know, you're basically wearing a, a product that's useless, The other thing is that all of these products have weight minimums to be able to actually activate the trigger. And and I worry sometimes, like if people are buying strictly online, they're not reading what those weight minimums are. And then, you know, a child gets drugged because they're not heavy enough to activate the trigger. Um, And that's why we feel like consults are just so important on these things. The other thing too, is that, you know, depending on how the vest is made, kids are just Thinner, and their skeletal systems aren't quite as developed. And so I do worry if they're in a vest that isn't fitted properly and that air vest goes off, you know, is there some risk skeletally um, to a small child? So I really do advocate for body protectors for small children or children that are on shorter animals. <laughs> um, they're a fantastic product. You're not worrying about them forgetting to unclip all the time and the added cost of that. Um, on the flip side, what we really look for for adults is, and it's not just age specific, it's really just medical conditions. So I always ask adults, um, especially as I'm noticing that I'm working with a client that might be a little bit older, if they have any sort of early onset osteoporosis, any other brittle bone disorders, because certainly vest Fit becomes even more important in that case, if an air vest is even appropriate at all, I've certainly had a couple clients that I've turned away because I didn't feel comfortable putting them in an air vest and that's what they wanted. If they have implanted cardiac devices, there's a vest out there that has a magnet in it. It's a small magnet. It's far from the heart, but that's just not a risk that I want to take. And so I don't want to even consider that particular product for somebody that has an implanted cardiac device so we really start getting more into things like medical history <laughs> and and things like sure. that when we're dealing with adults um you know and and people that you know are a little bit older to make sure that you know even though we're not doctors it's first do no harm even with an air vest or a body protector
1: <laughs> totally absolutely and where can riders see you in person or get in touch with you kind of for that consultation
2: so always available through email contacting us through social media we have a contact form on our website our phone numbers on our website um we do show so our primary location is going to be the tryon international equestrian center that's where our main brick and mortar is but we also do a booth for the winter circuit at the world equestrian center ocala we're working on doing a booth this season um at the winter equestrian festival in wellington we're here for all of the indoor shows this uh this month. We did Land Rover Kentucky this year. So, we do keep a page on our website with our show schedule so that if we're coming to a place near you, um, you know, you can come meet us. We also do barn appointments. So, if somebody calls us and says, "Hey, we have a group of people we'll pack up stuff and go fly. Like we have flown to California. We have flown to Arizona. We've flown to Colorado four times this year. Um, so you know, we will travel to be able to work with clients and do educational sessions. And we'll bring product with us at the same time.
1: What would you say is something that you're passionate about kind of in your area of the industry that you feel like people either don't talk a lot about or don't know enough about? So, Especially
2: for safety equipment, and as much as we're seeing people explore th- those types of products now, and especially on the air vest side, it's not a fashion accessory. And we definitely get people that are like, "Oh, I don't know why I'm having tr- so much trouble," you know, choosing a fashion item. And and I'm very quick to say, this is not a fashion item. This can save you from serious injury or worse. Right. Um, and. Especially in the hunter jumper and dressage world, there's an aesthetic component to it, but it's, it's a potentially life-saving device. So treat it as such, do your research, um, don't take the purchase lightly and take advantage of the resources that you have out there in the industry. There's, there's a handful of really good retailers out there that do a great job fitting these products. It's not just me. So you're not lacking in resources. Take the time and advocate for yourself too. Um, I get a lot of people that are like, oh, what are my mates going to think? What's my trainer going to think? My trainer doesn't like these products. And again, we're talking about safety equipment. Um, so just be strong and do your research and advocate for yourself so that you're extending the amount of time you're going to be able to stay in the saddle. <laughs>
1: Totally. Yeah. I think looking at it from that perspective definitely makes a lot of sense. And it's something that maybe we lose sight of, especially Mm -hmm. maybe in those disciplines of dressage and hunter jumper, um, where there is that kind of classic component to the sport Mm -hmm. and you don't want to change up too much. But um, now that we have more technology that can Literally, like you're saying, keep us in the saddle for a longer period of time is obviously what everyone is going for. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me about safety. And I think that that's something that we all need to continue to have conversations about. And it's been so cool to see how it has become more and more common, more and more popular to ride with different equestrian safety equipment. So thank you so much for continuing to do what you do. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure talking with you about the topic.